title of our message on today is I'm so glad that I am a prophet. I'm so glad. And I want the congregation, I, I've got that saying I'm, but the I'm that I'm talking about, I'm not talking about me. This is, I'm talking about you. So I'd like for you and those of you that are watching us by live stream, amen, I'd like for you to say that, amen, title with me. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that, I am that I am a prophet. A prophet. Hallelujah. So glad that I am a prophet. Now, stick with me. Stick with me because... Uh, I know that title could be a little controversial. Amen. And I want you to trust me. If you stick with me, amen, I'll, I'll bring it out in the scripture. Uh, let me tell you what I'm not talking about on today. And uh, when I think about in this message, I am not talking about the office of a prophet that uh, is referred to uh, in the book of Ephesians where it talks about the fivefold ministry, uh, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that are the fivefold ministry gifts that were given by Christ for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. There is an uh, a ministry gift that is called the office is referred to as the office of the prophet and that is not what I'm going to talk about today I'm not talking about the office of the prophet so I want to start amen I, I, I want to make that plain uh, from the very beginning that's not what I'm talking about uh, but I'm talking about, and some have referred to, and I, and I don't like the terminology, I'm talking about the simple gift of prophecy. Some refer to it as the simple gift of prophecy. I believe anything that God empowers us to do by the Holy Spirit isn't just simple. Uh, but to distinguish it from the office of the prophet, I'm so glad that I am a prophet. And as we prepare uh, to uh, go into this message on today, uh, we're going to be in two passages of Scripture, and I'll give reference to a few others. But uh, primarily, we're going to start in the Old Testament from the uh, book of Numbers, the 11th chapter. Amen. Book of Numbers, the 11th chapter. And uh, in Numbers 11 and 24 reading from the New King James Version and in Numbers 11 and 24 it says and so Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord and he gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him. You all see that? You remember we've been saying God speaks. To his servants. So the Lord came down in the cloud. And spoke to him. And took of the spirit. 
that was upon him and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied, although they never did it, did so again. Hallelujah. Amen. We're looking in the Old Testament here at uh, something that God did for Israel. And uh, Moses was uh, uh, laboring under the burden of leading the children of Israel from Egypt and into the promised land. And the weight of leadership began to uh, bear down on him. And he had a conversation with God and God instructed him to gather uh, certain leaders, amen, certain elders. This is the first mention of an eldership, amen. And God had him to gather uh, these men uh, and elders and had them to come and uh, to the tabernacle of meeting and they stood around the tabernacle of meeting and the Lord came down in a cloud and spake to Moses. And the Bible said, and the Lord took of the spirit that was upon Moses and placed that same spirit upon the 70 elders. You know what, uh, even today, uh, it's important when you have leaders in the church, not just talking about the senior pastor, but I'm talking about other leaders in the church. It is important for uh, the, the, the uh, success and, and, and overall function is that uh, the leaders have the same spirit yeah. as the set man or the, the pastor. And you get a, a church gets in trouble when you have other auxiliary leaders that are operating with a different spirit. Notice it said that God placed the same spirit upon the elders. And it happened when the spirit rested upon them. When, when, when the, and, and this is uh, the Holy Spirit in operation. When the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied. And they began to prophesy that one time. And I'm going to speak about why they only prophesied that one time in the Old Testament. And I'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Amen. Let's go a little further there. Now, uh, in verse 26, it says, But two men had remained in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the name of the other was Medad. And the Spirit rested upon them. Now they were among those listed. In other words, they were supposed to be with the seven. But they missed out for some reason or another. Uh, they weren't there. They were among those listed, but they had not gone out to the tabernacle. Bible said, yet they prophesied uh -huh. in the camp. All right. Hallelujah. 
Amen. When the Spirit of God was in operation and God was giving Moses help. Amen. And, and, and I tell you something, uh, pastors and leaders need help. We can't do the job by ourselves. Amen. We can't, we can't do it by ourselves. Amen. But the help needs to know how to help. And, and, and what will go a long ways in the help knowing how to help is that the help operates with the same spirit. And uh, Eldad and Medad uh, had missed it, but they were on the list. And I think about that, amen, and this might be a revelation for somebody, amen. There's some of you that uh, you might not be uh, with the group and you might not be with the crowd, but that don't mean that your name ain't on the list. Oh, is somebody listening to me? Amen. You might not be with the crowd. You might not be with the, amen, the so-called, uh, uh, the in crowd. And, it, amen, it might seem like you've been left off, but I'm here to tell you, you haven't been left off. Amen. Your name is listed. Even though, amen, you're present or absent. I'm talking to somebody at home right now. Somebody that possibly couldn't make it out today and to be in the congregational services just because you're catching this by delay or catching this by amen uh, 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 live stream amen just because you're not present does not mean that the same spirit that can anoint us here can anoint you there somebody help me say I'm so glad that I, am. that I am a prophet. And so Eldad and Medad weren't present, but when the Spirit fell upon the others, it came upon them and they began to prophesy in the camp. Verse 27 says, And a young man ran and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Verse 28, so Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. That's wrong what they're doing. You know what? You, you can have people around you, and, and, and he meant good, and he, but, but Joshua was just being zealous and inexperienced at this time. And, and, and you got to start somewhere. And God uses older leaders to mentor younger leaders in the making. Anybody listening to me? I say God will use older leaders, seasoned leaders, to mentor younger leaders in the process. And the younger leader in the making is going to make some mistakes sometime. And you know what? we got to get over the fear of making mistakes. Amen. You don't learn anything without making mistakes. And uh, so uh, Joshua being zealous, the Bible says zealous, then Moses, amen, said to him, are you zealous for my sake? All that, notice underlined for emphasis, all that all the Lord's people were prophets. 
and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. Hallelujah. Oh, that all the people, Moses said, you upset because there are two prophesying in the camp. Moses speaking to Joshua, you're upset that there are two prophesying in the camp. I wish the whole camp had the Spirit of God upon them and were prophesying. My job would be a lot easier. Hallelujah. Am I going to forbid them? No. I wish they all had that Spirit and that they all prophesied. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about, I'm so glad. Say it with me one more time. I'm so glad that I am a prophet. Hallelujah. Now let me explain. Earlier in the scripture, it said that when the Spirit came on them, they prophesied that, that, that one time, and then they didn't prophesy again. Let me explain why that was. The reason that they only prophesied that one time and they never prophesied again is because when the Holy Spirit came on them, it, it, it came on them uh, for, for, for a short period of time and then it left them. It was temporary. Y'all understand? Amen. It came on them, but amen, and, and, and it left. And when the Spirit of God left, amen, then they didn't prophesy anymore. Now, it's different for us who are born again believers and who have been baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't mean that we walk around speaking in tongues all the time. But when we were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, Jesus said he would abide with you forever. So he had left us. Y'all hear what I said? I said he ain't left us. Hallelujah. And uh, so my first point is that all can prophesy. That's my first point, is believers. Amen. And again, I want to hasten to say, I'm not talking about the office of the prophet, but I'm talking about the, 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 the ministry of the Holy Spirit operating in a believer's life. All of us can prophesy. Now, let me, let me hasten to say this. Don't go out and get, a call and get some cards made with profit on that is not what I'm talking about doing today. Amen. Don't, 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 don't go order no cards. Amen. I'm talking to you at home who's listening to me. Don't go order no cards and put a title of prophet in front of your name. But all can prophesy. Wouldn't it be great if God put his spirit on all of his children. Wouldn't it be great if God had put his spirit in and upon all of his children? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. 
He did. He did. In Acts 2, you all know, amen, uh, Acts 2 and 1 is saying when, what? The day of Pentecost was fully come. Amen. All in one place with one accord. And suddenly. And, 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 and the verse I've got up here is Acts 2.16. Amen. And when they began to wonder what's going on with this group. Amen. That was in the upper room. What's happening? Somebody tried to say, well, they're drunk. Peter had to stop speaking in tongues and set the record straight. Oh, these men are drunk, as you suppose. But this is that. <laughs> but this is what was spoken of the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And what? They shall prophesy. Yeah. What did I say? All can prophesy. All can prophesy. Yeah. And you know what? All need to prophesy. Yeah. Do you all know how much damage is done in the body of Christ with Believers not functioning and operating as they should, that the enemy will use them to gossip and tell bear and say stuff that they shouldn't say and run their brother and sister down. And there are many right now who are not in church because of church hurt by what? Somebody said who went to the church. Untold damage. Untold hurt. Untold pain. Because of people using and running their mouth and saying stuff that they shouldn't have been saying. When they should have been. Prophesy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You said all can prophesy. Isn't that what I said? First Corinthians 14 31. New Testament. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church of Corinth. A church that had its issues, had its problems. Amen. And uh, needed uh, apostolic. Uh, instruction and authority. 1 Corinthians 14, 31. For you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. Now I said earlier, 
leaders in the making. You remember I said uh, you're going to make some mistakes. And that's why uh, God has other seasoned leaders to help. But notice what Paul says to this church here, a gifted church, but they, they, they had issues of discipline. You can all prophesy one by one. In other words, everybody can't talk at the same time. That all may learn. And that all may what? Be encouraged. Now, Paul sums up, uh, and I'm going to give a definition for prophecy in a moment, but uh, Paul sums it up with the word, amen, that if God is using you to prophesy, what you say to others should be encouraging. Say that word with me, encouraging. Encouraging. See, some folk that want to call themselves prophets, uh, they think that they God's policemen. They, they, they think that, you know, that, that, that God gave them uh, the right and the privilege to bully folk. And, uh, you know, they like the, you know, they like the kid, amen, the oldest kid, uh, when the mother's leaving them in charge of their younger brothers and sisters. And they say, you be in charge while I'm gone. And the first question they ask is, where's the belt? There's going to be a problem. There's some folk that think that because they are so-called prophets, they think that, amen, God has entrusted them with a belt to beat on the people of God. And that is not the case. If you're going to prophesy, you've got to be encouraging. Oh, is anybody with me today? What did I say? I said, I'm talking about, I'm so glad I am a prophet. In the book of John 133, uh, I talked about earlier, and I'll say it again, uh, the difference between believers in this dispensation and back in Moses' dispensation when the spirit came upon them they prophesied but the spirit didn't rest with them, it didn't remain with them and when the spirit lifted they didn't prophesy anymore in John 133 uh, John the Baptist is speaking and uh, the first person in the earth where the Holy Spirit descended and remained was the person of Jesus Christ. And in John 1, 33, it said, I did not know him. This is John the Baptist talking. He said, I did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining, on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist recognized who Jesus was because he saw the Spirit of God in the form of a dove come down and it remained on him. He know he's he this is the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And that's as believers today, uh, when, when, when we get baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, as I said, we might not always be walking around, amen, and under the anointing and what have you, but the Holy Spirit is with us. Jesus said he'd be with you even to the end of the earth. And that's one of the reasons that we need to be circumspect in where we go, what we do, and what we say. Because the Holy Spirit is always with us. One songwriter said it like this, don't go anywhere you can't take the Lord. Amen. Amen. Take the Lord along with you everywhere you go. You take him, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're taking the Lord along with you. Everywhere you go. And don't go nowhere where you'd be ashamed of it. Hallelujah. So, my first point was all can prophesy. My second point is that prophecy is not manipulative. I want you to say that with me. Prophecy is not manipulative. What, what, what am I talking about? You see, I believe God, I, 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 not, I know God does not want us to operate with selfish motives. God does not want us to seek a word from him uh, with selfish motives. Now, in order to prophesy, you've got to uh, communicate with God. You've got to have the ability to hear God. And I laid the groundwork in some of the messages earlier, amen, about his sheep hear his voice. And a stranger they won't follow. So prophecy is not manipulative. In other words, you don't use it to get people to do stuff that you want them to do. Prophecy is not a way to get people to do what you want them to do. And I've seen so-called prophets that will operate in seemingly a spiritual gift and they'll manipulate people to do what they want them to do. I've seen people uh, uh, have a line and uh, they'll charge, they'll, they'll say, okay, I want you to give me you know, whatever amount of money, whatever, and I'll give you a prophecy. And uh, they're raising an offering for themselves. And they're trying to supposedly be using uh, a, a gift to manipulate people into giving more money than maybe they was intending to give. And the people get so caught up in what's going on until, and, and uh, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I ain't telling you what I heard, I'm telling you what I've seen. That there are people who will use the gift in order to try to manipulate other people. And that is not uh, the place of prophecy. Prophecy from God is not manipulative. Y'all hear what I said? And uh, 
amen, uh, you know, uh, if you let it happen to you, shame on you, because I told you. You, you, don't, you don't come to church and let folk manipulate you. You don't, you, not just only come to church, you don't go anywhere and let folk manipulate you. Some of these folk that they say they're using prophecy, what they're doing is using witchcraft. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I am not just only a prophet, I'm his prophet. Amen. Jeremiah 23, 25. You all get anything out of this today? Amen. Jeremiah 23 and 25. This is God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah. I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long will this be in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? Indeed, they are prophets of deceit, of the deceit of their own heart. God said, I'm tired of these folk lying in my name. They're prophesying the deceit that is in their own heart. Jeremiah 23 and 30. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who steal my words, everyone from his neighbor. They don't really have a word from God. They're, they're, they're trying to steal a word that maybe somebody else, they heard somebody else say. God said, behold, I'm against them. And they're trying to make out, oh, God told me. God told me this for you. God told me. I've seen, I've seen uh, uh, young people get lives messed up. They let somebody prophesy to them. Oh, thus says the Lord, this is your husband. God told me, this is your husband. I've seen folk get messed up by folk play, trying to play prophetic matchmaker. And, 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 and they thought that they'd make a good couple, and, 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 but they put a tagline on it saying, God said. You better be in a position where God talked to you. Therefore, behold, I'm against the prophets who say, the Lord, and who steal my words, everyone from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, who use their tongues and say, he says. Lying tongues. Ezekiel, 22nd chapter, 28th verse. Her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar, seeing false visions and divining lies for them saying, thus says the Lord God, when the Lord had not spoken. Amen. Notice the picture that uh, the prophet Ezekiel, he said, her prophets plastered them with untempered mortar. He's giving the picture of somebody trying to build something 
And if you know anything about uh, 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 trying to build something and plastering and, and uh, uh, you know, that type of thing, uh, the mortar is what holds it together. And the mortar is, 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 is wet and, and soft when it goes on, but it's supposed to harden and, 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 and it holds it together. God said these false prophets, they'll plaster you with mortar that it looks like it's the right thing. Slap it on there and it looks like it's going to hold together. But it is untempered. It's not made with the right ingredients. And it will never set and it will never have any strength. And what you're trying to build, you think you got something solid, and all of a sudden it crumbles in your midst. Because it was based on a false prophecy. Thus says the Lord God. They say, thus says the Lord God when God had not spoken. Prophecy is not manipulative. God don't give me a word to tell you to do something uh, uh, so I can get what I want. And I tell you something else. When, when somebody comes to you with the word, the word, if, if, if you've got a relationship with God yourself, if they come to you with a word, it should all, it, it should uh, confirm what God has already been saying to you. Should confirm. Hey Amen. Somebody come a sudden out the blue, out, you know, and uh, God ain't been dealing with you about it, and you and God is on speaking terms, and they come up with something, amen, out of left field somewhere. The Bible tells us we are to judge prophecy. We're to judge prophecy. You don't just, just, just take anything that folk come up with. Hallelujah. Now, I said earlier that there's a lot of damage that's been done with folk running their mouth and saying stuff about other people or to other people or whatever, and it is caused havoc in some churches. There are people that are backsliders right now because of somebody running their mouth, tailbearing and gossiping. But I want you to imagine with me what would happen if Moses' desire that he expressed to Joshua when he said, would to God that the whole camp was filled and would prophesy. Can you imagine what the church would be like if every member was anointed and communicating with God for themselves. Okay, you imagine what the church would be like if we were all on fire for God. 
and God, amen, had a relationship with us and we could hear him and God could give us a word. You see, prophecy, amen, uh, the prophecy I'm talking about, prophecy is when God gives you a word to benefit somebody else. Yeah. Trying to make it as simple as possible. Amen. Uh, God gives you a word that is a benefit to somebody else. And if we had a church that was full of anointed and Holy Ghost filled, and, and, and we would be building up one another. Oh my God. My third point, amen, is that prophecy is encouraging. When God gives you a word, it's encouraging. Hallelujah. God's not trying to tear folk down. He's trying to build them up. Like I said, these folk that think God made them spiritual policemen. Amen. Uh, they're, 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 they got a twist. Amen. God ain't called you to bully nobody. God called you to encourage everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Prophecy is encouraging. And you know, I, I thought about not just only the relationships we have in the church, but even the relationships we have with one another, the relationships we have as husbands and wives, yeah. as brothers and sisters. Yeah. Do you all know that uh, the most damage, the, the, the damage that happens in relationships, a lot of times, more relationships are damaged with words. Yeah. Wrong words. Yeah. Miscommunication. Yeah. Amen. Can you imagine how marriages could be strengthened and, 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 and the atmosphere uh, uh, could be uh, in more enjoyable in a home if a husband knew that his wife was communicating with God and that God gave his wife a word for him that was encouraging and vice versa, that the husband was, amen, in communion with God and talking to God. And God gave the husband a word for the wife that was encouraging. Not, not, not critical. Not tearing down. Not complaining. But that God could use a husband to bless a wife and could use the wife to bless a husband. I'm here to tell you that's the way it ought to be. I'm so glad that I am his prophet. Prophecy is encouraging. First Corinthians 14 and 1. Notice what it said there. Pursue love. Number one, pursue love. In all of our relationships, we need to operate with the love of God. 
And notice, it, it, it doesn't come automatically. You got to be intentional. Say that word with me. I got to be intentional. I got to be intentional. I got to pursue love. Secondly, say, and desire spiritual gifts. Amen. We ought to desire spiritual gifts so that we can be of assistance and help in the body of Christ. And God has gifted, amen, I believe God has gifted each of us that are born again. He's gifted us with spiritual gifts. Now we have to discover them and we have to develop them. Sometimes we have to cultivate them. But God is, the Bible says he's given to every man spiritual gifts. It says desire spiritual gifts. But notice what the end of that said. But especially. Man, nine gifts in one list. There are more in another list. But he said, but especially that you prophesy, that you may prophesy. He said, amen, whether you got the gift of healing or the gift of uh, uh, word of knowledge or uh, whatever, you know, whatever the uh, gift of administration, gift of helps, desire spiritual gifts, but especially desire that you may prophesy. We all can prophesy. Why would he say desire something if it wasn't possible? Y'all hear me? First Corinthians 14, 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men, mankind, men, women, boys, girls. He who prophesies. This is a definition of what prophecy is. The one who prophesies, God will give him a word that edifies. That word edifies means to strengthen. That person might have been feeling weak and distraught, and you can give them a word from God, and it can turn their day around. Exhortation. Amen. Exhortation has the idea of, uh, of, of encouraging them. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, they were getting ready to give up, and, 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 and you give them a word, and all of a sudden they say, you know what, I was thinking about giving up, but when you just said, bless me. And instead of giving up, I'm going to hold on. I'm holding on. That word comfort. Sometimes, uh, you know, we, we, we think people need to be beat up. Amen. There's some, there, there's some stuff that folk do sometimes. There's some, and we look at them and say, boy, I need to give them what they need. But you know what? All the time you don't know what they need. God knows what they need. And there have been some times in my life when I, you know, uh, uh, I got the reputation and I got it right. I'm serious. That's, that's my personality. I do play, but a lot of times when I play, I get in trouble because people know I don't, don't realize I'm playing. And uh, 
sometimes sometime I play with my wife and she'll look at me a certain way and it's like, okay. I, I, she, she, she don't know what I'm doing. She, she, I, I gotta, I, 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 I got in trouble. Let, let me just, let me just be consistent. Let me just stay serious. And uh, you know, sometimes they don't know how to take it. But, but, but the thing that uh, I'm trying to say is that if we're going to be used of God, there are times when we think people need to be fussed at. And, and already there's a voice on the inside of them that's already tearing them down. Yeah. The Bible says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And then he'll use us to pile on if we're not careful. When, if we would listen to the voice of God, amen, and, and, and when we come, they're already hurting because they're tearing themselves up on the inside and, and, and they, they think you're coming and God can use you to minister comfort. And not come at them the way that they thought you were. And it can make a difference. Hallelujah. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Hallelujah. I, I, I had this before. For you all, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and that all may be encouraged. Do you all, do you all can, can, can you imagine uh, what type of church we could have? Can, can you imagine that it won't be so hard to get people to come. If they know that this is a place where they'll be able to come and they're not going to be criticized and they're not going to be uh, talked about and gossiped about or looked at funny, but then they know that this is a place where if they come, they're going to be encouraged. Hallelujah. Say it with me one more time. Prophecy is encouraging. Hallelujah. I think about uh, Barnabas in the Bible. Uh, you know, he uh, traveled with Paul. You know, they talk about Paul and Barnabas. I don't know uh, whether you know it or not, but I read the verse, I think it was last week. Uh, Barnabas wasn't his real name. His real name was Joseph. Joseph. And uh, his real name, Joseph, uh, I was trying to think my memory of what uh, Joseph stood for. I believe it was exalted. But don't hold me to that. But the point that I'm trying to make, his name was Joseph, but Barnabas was such an encourager. He was such an encourager to the early church. 
He talked about he had a, 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 a land that was very uh, uh, wealthy, uh, in a wealthy part where Eric sold it, brought the proceeds of the sale, laid it at the apostles' feet because he wanted to help. Barnabas was such, or uh, uh, Joseph was such an encourager that the apostles nicknamed or changed his name from Joseph to Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Son of encouragement. Hallelujah. Now let me ask you a question, and you ain't got to say anything out loud, but I want you to think about the question I'm going to ask you. Among your people and the folk who know you, what would your nickname be? What would they call you a son of or a daughter of? What would your nickname be? Among our family and our friends, what would our nickname be? I believe if we walk closer to God, and I believe if we communicate with God and be sensitive to God, God will give us a word that can be of encouragement to our brother or sister, people we work with on the job. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to uh, go into details, but there have been times in my life when God has given me a specific word for a specific person. And sometimes I felt real foolish, you know, stepping out and uh, saying to them what God told me to say or doing what God told me to do. I felt real foolish, and I, but, but I knew God gave it to me. And I took the risk, I took the chance and said what he told me to say and shared. I remember one time when uh, I was talking with a member of the church and they had been putting in applications for a job and uh, not getting uh, positive responses. And they told me, say, I just put an application with this particular bank. And uh, when they told me, they said, I hope I hear from them. And God gave me a word for them and say, and, and the word God gave me to tell them is, you got the job. I said, praise God, you got the job. And do you all know when I heard that coming out of I heard that coming out of my mouth. That's a situation either where you're telling the truth or you lie. And if that job hadn't called them in and they didn't get the job, but 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 you know that wasn't that wasn't my word, that wasn't my opinion. That was a word God gave me to tell it's yours, you got the job. And you know what? They got the job. They got the job. God can use us. And you remember I was saying earlier, and I'm almost done, uh, but uh, Moses was under the weight of leadership with, with, with the massive people of God that he was trying to get them to the promised land. 
And, and they was wearing him down. And that's why God uh, uh, started an eldership uh, uh, to, to, to come alongside to help Moses. And Moses said, I would to God that the spirit was upon the whole camp and that everybody And on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down on the early church, the 120 that was in the upper room, amen, Moses' prayer was being answered at the inauguration of the church. And the Spirit of God came on them all. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. And they began to prophesy. We all can prophesy. We all can be encouragers. We all can speak a word that can turn a, per a word from God that can turn a person's life around and maybe change their eternal destiny. Hallelujah. Notice Acts, this is my last scripture I'm going to show you on this. Acts 15, 32. Now Judas and Silas themselves being prophets also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. You all see that? Judas and Silas themselves being what? Prophets. What did they do? They exhorted and strengthened the brethren. They were probably preachers too because you notice they saying with many words. <laughs> Hallelujah. How do you know? And, and, and let me say this. You know, sometimes as we're learning, as we're growing, uh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't say, God told me. Maybe we need to say, uh, you know, I was praying and, 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 and this came to me. Now, I don't know if this is for you or not, but, uh, you know, judge it yourself. But, 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 but this is what came to me to share with you. This, this is what came uh, up when I, when, when, when I was in prayer. And I felt impressed to share this with you. Uh, uh, and, and you judge and, 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 and take it if it means something and if it don't, amen, uh, don't take it. How do you know when a word comes if it's not from God? Because, see, sometimes the enemy will send people uh, with an evil report. And, and, and one way you know it's not from God is, number one, if it doesn't bear witness with your spirit. If it troubles you and worries you and, 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 and keeps you up, that's not from God. Because prophecy is for exhortation. Amen. It's for edification. It's for comfort. So you, you can discard that. The Bible tells us to judge it. And God wants to use it to bless us. 
And I pray, I pray that uh, your hearts Bethel, and I pray that those listening to me uh, on the live stream, I pray your hearts are good ground for this word that you will tune in and hear God and allow him to use you to be a blessing. And the dynamic and the atmosphere of our church will never be the same. Hallelujah. Did you get anything from the word today? Amen. I'm going to ask those that have made preparation. Uh, let, let, let me close out our live stream here. Uh, to those of you in our live stream audience, amen, uh, I, I trust, amen, give me some feedback on Facebook. Give me some feedback on uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, help share. 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 If you know somebody that needs to hear this message, uh, share this message with somebody that needs to hear it. And uh, give me some feedback. Give me some comments, if you would. Uh, that I'll go back and I'll be able to look at them if that word has been a blessing to you today. And, and, and I'd like to close out our live stream audience today. If the Lord put it upon your heart to be a blessing to this ministry, if this word has blessed you and uh, you want to be a financial blessing, he's going to put uh, the four ways to give. He'll show that to you on the screen there. And uh, amen. The Lord would lay it upon your heart to do something, uh, to be a financial blessing. We want to say thank you. Amen. We want to say thank you. And, uh, uh, and, and as we close out today, I'd like to close out with prayer. Lord God, I believe you choose your listeners very carefully. And I believe your word has gone forth for them to accomplish what you set for it to do. And God, I'm praying and believing right now that relationships between husbands and wives are going to be better. Relationships between sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, are going to be better. Because we're going to allow you to use us, not to tear one another down, but to build one another up. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so God, I just thank you for the people of God, those that, amen, have given and those that are given. Lord God, restore unto them 100-fold blessings. Oh God, I just thank you right now. And uh, Lord, we are believing that fruit is going to abound to the kingdom. And, and Lord, I thank you for the testimonies that are going to come in of lives that are being transformed. Because we are prophets. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. He's closing us out on our live stream. Uh, we're going to, amen, get ready to close out here today, but we're going to have communion. Amen. This is the first Sunday. Amen. The first Sunday in uh, the month of March. And, uh, amen, we're going to have communion. Amen. Those that followed us on our Bible study, uh, we talked about how communion uh, can be a spiritual x-ray. Amen. Communion can be a spiritual x-ray. Amen. It, that that, that uh, we, we need to ask God to help us to discern the body. And Jesus said, as often as ye drink this cup and 
uh, eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth uh, the Lord until he comes. And so as they're making preparation, amen, and they're going to bring the elements, amen, uh, uh, up, and uh, we're going to pray uh, over the elements, and uh, then they're going to, amen, pass them out, and we're going to uh, celebrate communion. Hallelujah. And as they come forward and they stand with the elements, I'm going to ask you in the house, if you can, would you rest on your feet, please? Amen. Turn toward me if you would. Right again. And we're going to pray and ask God. And uh, I'm asking everybody to pray. Amen. Lord God, we just want to say thank you. Lord, thank you for the privilege of being a part of the body of Christ. And Lord God, as we prepare to receive the communion elements, Lord God, you said that uh, if we had, uh, examine ourselves, uh, then we would not be condemned. Oh God, Lord, I thank you for being a part of the body of Christ. And Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would search our hearts. If there's anything that's not like you, any unforgiveness, any malice, any hatred that we have toward anyone, Lord God, we realize that uh, we can't come before you like that. And so we ask Holy Spirit, search our hearts, quicken our minds, and help us to release anybody that we're holding uh, in bondage, in the bondage of unforgiveness. Oh God, we release them now. We release them now, oh God. Uh, Lord, uh, look upon us for sins committed or, or, or uh, for the commission or the omission of sins. God, we ask that uh, uh, you would work in us. Amen. Show us. Lord, let us decrease and let you increase in our lives. And Lord God, uh, as we partake of the bread that represents your body, the cup that represents your blood, Lord God, I thank you that you have placed us in a body of believers. And Lord God, I believe that we're going to gain strength, amen, in our connections and in our relationships, that we're going to be strength to one another. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. All right, amen. They're going to disperse, amen. The night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, as we now do, and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. At this time, let us commune together. And afterwards, he took the cup and blessed it and said, this is the cup that represents my blood. Drink ye all of it. At this time, let us sup together. And we want to thank God for celebrating his death until he comes. And as we prepare to 
draw this service to a conclusion. Amen. We're going to leave with this praise. I want to be in the number. I want to be in the number. When the saints go marching in. Oh, when the saints go marching in. When they all get together and all go marching in. I want to be in the number. I want to be in the number. When the saints go marching in. Have a great week. God bless you. God keep you. Amen. And they should have containers.